It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Men. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Yes, it is. We are here. Hello, everybody. Monday... Fifth day of uh, December, bowl season. And look, you could be 12 days away. And you know what that would mean, Ben? You'd be playing maybe in the Fenway Bowl, and Scott Satterfield might coach both teams. We don't know. I presume Uh, Ingram is stepping up in both roles. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, yeah, there is somebody doing that for uh, the uh, Louisville Cardinals. I think they're Diop or their operations guy or something, or player personnel guy. Uh, I do not know about uh, what they're doing at Cincinnati, but that's just odd. And I'll tell you this, Scott Satterfield has been trying to leave Louisville the very second he got there, like he got to, to Louis, he didn't even have a mint julep. He just showed up, Ben, and you know what he did? He said, I got to get out of here. And he's done everything he can to get it. And one of his former players, who's now with the Titans, I think, I don't know who the guy is. I can't remember who the guy, but he was just roasting him on Twitter. Because I guess when South Carolina was open a couple of years ago, and ultimately went to Shane Beamer, he was trying to put himself over as, uh, you know, the players are happy here with me at Louisville. But he's been trying to get out of there. I'm surprised he didn't take the St. Andrews job in the NAIA to get out of there. Yeah. Because he just wanted to get out of there. What's so bad about the Louisville job? He didn't like it. I don't know. Those people are (laughs) maniacs. I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's probably a lot to it. Their basketball stinks. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It's great to have you with us. Hello, Ben, uh, Ben B-Baby Byram. I didn't know what to do with myself because I didn't see Ben the, for the weekend. It's been hey, ben. since August. It's been since August. I haven't seen Ben on a weekend. Yeah. Now, Friday night, you know, I guess that counts a little bit. But I've not seen you on a weekend, but I didn't know what to do. It was nice to have a weekend. I wasn't quite sure what to do. <laughs> I would Might treat Thursdays and Fridays like weekends and... Now I had a yeah. full weekend of myself, and I was I was just dumbfounded. I was trying to find something to do. What do people normally do on weekends? I yeah. What do they do? What do they do? I'll uh. They we'll get into the bowl, bowl game. Games, the pi- yeah. yeah, they complain. You know what they do? They go to social media and they bitch and moan. They complain. That's what they do. Yeah, they complain about bowl games they weren't planning on going to anyways. <laughs> they don't even know where Birmingham Facts. is. I think it's in England. That there are fat. Uh, that is a fact. That, then they're going to uh, see Ozzy. They're going to cross the pond, and Ozzy's going to be there <laughs> doing a concert or something. Uh, we'll get into uh, 
the uh, the bowl game in some detail here in just a minute. John Gilbert appeared this morning on Talk of the Town, so that'll be the the main part of our pirate report coming up. Uh, Coach Houston is speaking to the media as we speak right now, and so uh, you could check our social media on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter for sure. I haven't checked Facebook uh, to see if uh, we got some uh, some tweet quotes. Is that what it's called from uh, Coach uh, Houston? And then we've got some. Uh, we're gonna have some video up, presumably, from uh, his press conference talking about it. Mike Houston will be with us on the ninety-minute edition tomorrow of the Patrick Johnson Show slash Pirate Game Day Countdown for basketball, because we're going to have uh, the Houston Huddle tomorrow. Coach will be with us to uh, talk about the bowl game. Looking forward to that. Jimmy Bass will also be with us. He is the the AD of uh, UNC Wilmington. Been at ECU a couple of occasions before he uh, took the the UNCW job most recently, and he's uh, announced his retirement as their AD. So uh, we're going to talk to Jimmy Bass tomorrow as well. Pirates play basketball there tomorrow. Uh, To me, the news of the day, Ben, is the guy that the Panthers moved heaven and earth to get in the offseason, their QB1, the guy that was going to solve all their problems, is no longer on the roster. That's right. Baker Mayfield apparently asked for and was granted his release today. What are your thoughts on that, Ben B-Baby Byron? Panthers fan, you? Uh, doesn't surprise me. Um, his tenure with Carolina was just disappointing. Hideous. Summing up, yeah. Hideous. I mean, just disappointing. Probably, probably the worst Panthers starting quarterback of all time, and that's that's saying something. Nah, I don't. Wait, I mean, the numbers even support that. I mean, he's worse than Jimmy Clausen. He's worse than Sam Darnold 1.0. He's worse than Cam Newton 2.0. I mean, he's he's pretty bad. At the end of the day, I mean, the only person that kind of hindered his development in Carolina was Baker Mayfield himself. He didn't embrace competition. He had the weapons. Uh, Maybe you could say coaching was a little lackluster, but nonetheless, I mean, you watch him play. He can't even throw it over the offensive line. I mean, Baker was just a huge bust. And uh, there needs to be a serious, uh, there just needs to be some serious soul searching for Baker here as uh, he awaits his next team because he might find himself in the XFL or the USFL before he knows it. Because I, uh, maybe the Rams might pick him up, maybe the Niners, but at the end of the day, I mean, those are teams that are predicated on accurate um, throwing of the football, and Baker just hasn't, just hasn't had that in the last couple of years. So Baker's in a weird spot. Disappointing. You know, it was funny. It was funny earlier today, and it still is trending on Twitter. Everybody's had Cam Newton trending on there. That that's where he ought to go is to uh, San Francisco. It's been again, like five years, and that trend is still going on. Anytime they change quarterbacks, again the Niners' offense is predicated on a quarterback that is somewhat accurate. That would not be Cam Newton. That's probably not Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And I, I th- now was he do a roster bonus, Mayfield? Um, I wonder if this was about that more so than him wanting to go to Houston or, or L.A. or, uh, you know, San Francisco for the rest of the season. He wasn't owed much in the first place. So it would be interesting to see if it was money or not. That that would be kind of strange. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, I think it was inevitable anyways. It was going to happen sooner rather than later. So the search for a Panthers quarterback continues. Might be Darnold. I mean, they seem very confident in Darnold right well, now. Well, he's going to start this week. Yeah, he's going to start after the uh, the bye week. So, uh, the other piece of information that broke, I guess, was it this morning or late last night? Uh, anyway, I think it was this morning. Devin Leary 
NC State quarterback. You know, the guy who was going to win the Heisman for NC State, who was going to win the Atlantic Division and then win the ACC and then and the championship. be in the college football playoff. And then probably, probably find themselves in the uh, national championship game and, and I think win it. He's going to well, be the MVP guy. Of it. And then the number one overall I think, Yeah, he's going to be named the player of the game. Yeah, the and Super be drafted. That same NC State team that's going to the Mayo Bowl in Charlotte after not winning the division, not winning the conference, not playing in the conference championship game, not going into the college football playoff as a quote-unquote dark horse. Well, they beat you in two. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, well, they did do that. And I'll say this. There were people in the media. We know them that were trying to sell you on UNC being a dark horse college football playoff candidate, what, a month ago? Yeah. Before absolutely. that whole thing went sideways. You got to love the triangle sports media. Well, man. there's still you people arguing Drake May for the Hosman. He was Clemson's best player, I thought, Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Defensive player you of the know? game. How about if you're Dabo right now, just if you're Dabo Sweeney, and you had not built up all of this that you built up in the bank with the national titles and the success. And I mean, QB one DJ is, is in the portal and should be. Why weren't you playing the other guy all year? I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of, of Clemson football and I, and I frankly couldn't care less, but I mean, just, just watching that from afar, why in the hell wouldn't you play that other guy? Well, I know DJ was a five-star recruit, I believe, so he's a highly touted guy. But, like, you, I mean, to your point, you put the best guy who gives you the best chance to win out there on the field, and I don't know if DJ was that guy for uh, since the beginning of the year, really. I mean, he hasn't been good. The politics now of college football are about to get really interesting because they're already interesting. We on a, a on a micro Colorado. and a macro level, they're all real interesting because you have guys like the situation in Clemson and other places where they're highly recruited and the coach stakes their claim with that quarterback. They'll go down with that ship. And it's very interesting sometimes. Now, again, we're not at these practices every day. We don't know what guys' practice habits are. We don't know how guys have developed or have not developed or if they work hard or if they're grasping the concepts. We don't know any of that. The other thing that's really interesting in college football today as we sit here and speak, and I, and I don't know, let me look up the number. As of midday today, uh, there were already a ton of people in the uh, 700 players as of midday today in the transfer portal. 700 for, for football. And you've got a, there's a great story from OutKick and Clay Travis's group uh, that is talking about players are going to head coaches and saying, what can you do for me on my NIL deal? And if they're not getting the right response, they're going to the portal. That's, that is the, that is the other part of what we're going to see the next several days. I have not seen outside of Avery Jones and then the others that announced last week. Uh, but I mean, in, in full disclosure, cause I keep it 100 and don't pretend like, uh, we're something we're not, we, we don't have access, direct access to the portal. Uh, you know, that's a 
a lot of national media companies do. Coaches obviously do. But, you know, like at our level of radio, we're not, we're not accessing the portal. But, I mean, look at this in the ACC. Five starting quarterbacks. Leary, the guy at UVA, which, I mean, I guess he qualifies as a starting quarterback. Pitt's quarterback. BC's quarterback. And then DJU for Clemson. Very interesting times. Very interesting times. And uh, we'll see what uh, the Pirates uh, do. I, I, I do think this. I think the thing with, uh, you know, of all the plays, all the positions been to lose uh, for the Pirates going into the bowl game, center is a tough one. Anybody along the offensive line stuff, because that group's played fantastic this year. But to lose anybody, but to lose your center, because, you know, there's that, you got to develop a relationship with, with the quarterback. Yeah, right, you can't just plug right. the center in and expect them to be good to go. I mean, that takes development. I mean, that takes time. That snap it could be off just a hair, and that throws everything yeah. off. So it's that's interesting. All right, uh, we'll get a break, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll do a pirate report here from John Gilbert. Pirates for the bowl game went on sale this morning at 10. Buy your tickets through ECU. That go that's, That money goes to East Carolina. So we'll get into the bowl game uh, with that. Coastal, they're in a little bit of shambles because they've got a uh, interim coach. They hired the NC State offensive coordinator, Tim Beck, to be uh, their next head coach. Interesting. So they're going to have an interim during the bowl game. And that guy, yeah, it is. That guy left and went to uh, Liberty. So it's that time of year, too. And then North Texas fired their coach. Despite the fact they're going to a bowl game, this is—I mean, look—the Americans got four te- six teams coming in. Four of them have new head coaches. Tulsa has a, announced the—they've hired just in the last couple of hours. They've announced the hiring of the offensive coordinator for Ohio State. Big hire, and uh, and that, yeah, because he's coached at Indiana. I think he had some success there. Is it Wilson? Kevin Wilson. All right. Uh, Always anonymous text line. What do you think about the bowl choice? I'll get into that when we return. And Pirates. Oh, there. Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Uh, put its pants. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. Don't you give me all that jive about things you wrote before eyes alive. Because this ain't 1823, ain't even 1970. Now I'm the guy named Curtis Blow. And Christmas is one thing I know. So every year, just about this time, I So you're going Christmas music. You're going all in right now. I like it. I mean, we have I don't, uh, hundreds of Christmas I don't songs. So. We do. We might as well play them, right? Yeah. I mean, when do we ever use them outside of this? I mean, it's the only time, really. You get a little extra Christmas music tomorrow, Ben, with uh, the 90-minute edition of uh, the Patrick Johnson Show slash Pirate Game Day Countdown for Hoops. You and I are going to be uh, in tomorrow. I know you you don't mind me encroaching on your territory. In, in no, that, you? Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, you're in the marquee. I'll tell you what that gets you, Ben. 
<laughs> that, that and four bucks gets you a fancy cup of coffee. Hey, I'm not even on actually. Marquee, so actually, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't get you any. Uh, gets you a text you a whole line. Lot. I mean, that's pretty neat. It does get you an always anonymous text line, yes, which is blowing up. Is blowing up. You get right people now. asking right, you, uh, "Wow, Birmingham Bowl? Ugh, this, this stinks." Got people telling you how much the Birmingham Bowl stinks. Look, I'll I'll say this. I think, just my opinion. Post Christmas bowls generally are better because it's tough to go somewhere before Christmas. Now this is a couple days after Christmas, and I was already I was talking to somebody last night who uh, was talking about flying out, and they were like, "I might fly out Christmas night. Would you like to go?" I said, "Oh no, I don't. I don't think so." Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. I, I, I'm not going to fly out Christmas night. That's crazy. Um, but uh. It, you know, I, I, it's it's not the easiest place on earth to get to. I mean, it's okay. We went a few years ago. Um, I couldn't believe it was nine hours away. By car? Yeah. You know what? A lot of people, I think, are doing is flying to Atlanta and then driving. It's only like two hours. It's only like a two-hour drive. It's not bad at all. Yeah, that's pretty smart. It's probably cheaper. Yeah. Because you, cause you, well, I think the flights are because you can get into Atlanta pretty cheap out of, you know, you can even go Greenville, Charlotte, Atlanta or raleigh atlanta and uh i think it's i think it's a lot cheaper to do that for from a flight you know go rent an suv or something get some of your buddies and pile in and go to the game that way because the game's a night game it's going to be a 645 eastern 545 central but we went a few years ago i didn't find the flight to be that bad because we went when we flew the first time the pirates played the ball we went RDU to Nashville to Birmingham. And there's like, you know, little, Ooh, yeah, maybe 50 minute flights. So it's a couple hours. Yeah. But I, I think it was pretty, I think it's pretty expensive to fly into Birmingham. It's not a hub. It's like 700 bucks it's, last I saw. Yeah, that's about right. All right. Uh, some, uh, some, some talk here from John Gilbert, uh, John Gilbert. We'll be on Inside ECU Athletics uh, coming up at the uh, top of the hour from Logan's Roadhouse in the first segment. And uh, also coming up later on uh, on that program tonight will be uh, ECU women's basketball coach Kim McNeil. So uh, that's coming up. Got Panther talk over on 103.7 WTIB. Wonder what those guys are going to talk about at 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll have uh, all of that for you. Have you covered here with our show, then uh, Inside ECU Athletics, and then the uh, always exciting uh, Panther talk on our sister station, 103.7. So a, a powerful three-hour block covering it all. Uh, right now, here's our Pirate Report intro. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. I, this is going to surprise you. People that comment online comment out of ignorance. That's, that's I'm, I know, knock you over with a feather. I thought they were knowledgeable people. <laughs> no, I thought yeah. they were, yeah. But they... I thought they had a wealth of knowledge at their disposal. All people were saying is, oh, we got to go to Legion Field. Now, Legion Field is a dump. I've been there two or three times. It is a, a, a really cruddy place. But this is at UAB Stadium. 
the same one that was used for the USFL this year. And obviously the one that the Blazers play out, John Gilbert on, uh, the Birmingham renovations. And I assume that's what, uh, we're talking about here, that new stadium on, uh, UAB's or, or there in, uh, Birmingham that UAB plays in. I think the big thing for our fan base is to realize this is not the old Birmingham bowl. Uh, you know, I spent, uh, 16 and a half years at Alabama and when, when I first arrived there, you know, we would play our big games at Legion Field because the stadium in Tuscaloosa was not as big. And so like the Auburn game or the Georgia game, they were there at Legion Field. Uh, Birmingham in conjunction with UAB has built a new downtown, uh, football stadium. They've redeveloped the area. There's a top golf right next to it. Uh, new hotels, shops. Like I, I think our fans that have ever been to the Birmingham uh, Bowl before, when they get there and experience this, they'll say that this is not the same. Birmingham has done a lot to improve. Coach, or rather, uh, John Gilbert on uh, the Birmingham Bowl matchup against Coastal Carolina. I think it'll be a good experience for our student athletes. Uh, obviously we're going to play a really good coastal team. Uh, you know, I think they've been beaten up kind of towards the end of the season. They're going through a coaching change. Uh, so it, it will be a interesting, uh, t- type game for both of us. And, uh, this is from this morning. So, uh, I think the reference here of tickets on sale at 10, just know they're already on sale and you can pick them up. Uh, the ECU ticket office, but uh, a real call to action for fans to go to this bowl game because this will be the first time in since what fourteen that there actually will be a bowl game in Birmingham. Qualified last year, the game didn't play, but there will actually be a game this time around. And John Gilbert uh, calling on fans to uh, to show up to Birmingham. And, and, and look, it's I guess Shreveport was being kicked around at, at one point. It's closer than, than Tampa, that. better than Shreveport, closer than Tampa with Gasparilla. And, uh, there was even some talk of going to Texas. I mean, so this is, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not as close as Myrtle beach, obviously it's not even as close as, uh, Annapolis, but I think, you know, there's ways to get there. It's not like it's, you're going to a different, like three time zones away, but anyway, People call to action are not the ones going. Well, no, that's true. They won't even go to a game in Dowdy Ficklin, most of them. Uh, here is a call to action for fans uh, to show up in the ticket info. We're going to put tickets on sale this morning at 10. Uh, important for us to have you know, uh, a good showing in Birmingham from a fan base and ticket sales standpoint. I, I would also say if you're, if you can't go for a variety of reasons, if you would consider buying tickets, you know, so we could donate them to a local military base or, or something along those lines, because what, what happens, you, you know, the reality of, uh, the way things are, what, when we go to a bowl game, we're picked. You know, we're looked upon in a very positive light. And that's why all last week, you know, we kept hearing, uh, hey, could be the Gasparilla Bowl or Birmingham or maybe one other bowl. You, you all, meaning ECU, is in a really, you know, good position. We can move you in a different 
bunch of different places. And so what happens is when we do go to the bowl game, if we don't bring many people or sell many tickets, they do look at that from year mm-hmm. to year as, mm-hmm. as to where the matchups are. Uh, more from uh, John Gilbert here. He talks uh, a little more about Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is very good. They, oh, yeah. They've got a really good quarterback. Now, he's been hurt the last several games, and I think he played. I did not watch the game, but I was told that he played on Saturday in the Sun Belt Championship, but he wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. So it, we're facing a very talented – I think they went into that game 9-2. and two. Mm-hmm. And the Sun Belt is a darn good football conference. Yeah. And uh, Coastal Carolina is good. Yeah, I mean, they, if you've watched them on TV, they're a good team. So uh, we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play a, a really good football school. Uh, and again, I want to get our first bowl win since '07 and build upon that. Pirate report rolling on here. Um, ECU from the tickets they sell. They get 75% of the revenue from their allotment. So again, even if you're not planning on going and you might consider buying the tickets and then donating them, and that's a write-off this time of year for taxes if you're looking for something like that, you know, because then they, they can get people from the local community to go to the game, and hopefully they'll know that came from ECU and cheer for the Pirates. But uh, there's John Gilbert running through those numbers for you. No, the, the, the way the, the bowl works, you know, we get an allotment and we get to keep 75% of the bowl ticket revenue. Now, oh. suites and. And now that's if they buy them through the park. Right? So it's really they important buy, that people buy them here. Yeah, we, we really do need to buy them through ECU. Now, we don't get credit on suites or club seats. But the general tickets in the sands, we get to keep 75% of that revenue. And obviously, we'd use that to help offset bowl expenses. There you go. Uh, talking about the payout. Um, uh, John Gilbert discussing that. I don't think we'll make money on this yeah. trip. Uh, What's the payout? It's, it's uh, right around 600000 And then there's some other things, ancillary yeah. Uh, it'll it'll cost you that to keep the oh, every bit of that. Uh, some more things he talked about uh, today with us on the Talk of the Town program, the Pirates Unite campaign, uh, the latest on that. I'm thrilled about where the capital campaign is. Our, our donor base has done a remarkable job of investing in the Pirates. Uh we're not there yet, but we're getting really close to maybe having the best fundraising year ever. And what what really excites me is mo- most all of these gifts are philanthropic uh, in nature, meaning, you know, our donor base is not getting premium seating like a skybox or a club seat in return for this donation. This is straight uh, – uh, philanthropic gift meaning they're going to put their name on a building or something along those lines and we can't survive at ecu without private giving and the the job that you know ryan robinson and his staff have done in the pirate club uh is just really impressive and i'm so thankful uh for all those pirates out there that are investing in us 
And uh, John Gilbert on the status of the indoor practice facility. We have a gift uh, from the Warnham family to name the field of the indoor practice facility. We ha- we've have uh, a few conversations with donors about the naming of the building, which is right at five million. Um, you know, obviously, we need that to come through. I don't want to put a timetable on it, but I, I am pleased with where our giving level is. All right. Uh, good stuff there. We uh, appreciate John Gilbert uh, being on, and he'll have more coming up at the top of the hour on Inside ECU Athletics. Uh, John Gilbert will be the guest uh, tonight on that program, uh, as will uh, Kim McNeil from Logan's Roadhouse at 6 o'clock. Right now, the one and only Ben B-Baby Byron. What a busy sports day. A ton of things going on. Ben's got a uh, supersized update it's for uh, our team boneyard nil collective been with the update and some deets on that right now thanks patrick ecu's back in bowl contention ahead into the birmingham bowl as they'll take on the nine and three coastal carolina chanticleers out of the sun belt ecu ad john gilbert joined talk of the town on our sister station 1037 wtib this morning talking about the bowl matchup i think it'll be a good experience for our student athletes uh, obviously, we're going to play a really good coastal team. Uh, you know, I think they've been beaten up kind of towards the end of the season. They're going through a coaching change. Uh, so it, it will be an interesting uh, t- type game for both of us. Kickoff for ECU versus Coastal in Birmingham is set for December 27th at 645. Opening odds provided by the Action Network have the Pirates favored by a touchdown with the over-under at 63. Quick notes from college football. ECU center Avery Jones has hit the portal. NC State quarterback Devin Leary has officially hit the transfer portal as well. ACC quarterbacks DJ Ugalele and Keaton Slovis join them. Deion Sanders is officially the head coach of Colorado. Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield will be the new head coach at Cincinnati. NC State offensive coordinator Tim Beck is the new head coach of Coastal Carolina, while the Chanticleers former coach and Jamie Chadwell is now the new signal caller at Liberty. Tennessee offensive coordinator Alex Galesh is the new head coach of USF. Tulsa has hired former Indiana coach, current Ohio State OC Kevin Wilson as its next head coach. And Seth Luttrell has been fired as the head coach of North Texas. ECU basketball finds themselves in the win column after suffering from a two-game skid heading into their matchup against Campbell and Minji's Coliseum Friday night as they won that one 79 to 69. Part sophomore guard RJ Felton led the way, scoring a career high 25 points and knocking down seven threes in the victory. The Pirates are back in action tomorrow as they travel to Trask Coliseum to take on UNCW. ECU basketball coach Mike Schwartz stated earlier today he believes the Pirates matchup against the Seahawks would be a great challenge for this young and experienced Pirate group. Big road trip for us. We know uh, going to be a great challenge. UNC Wilmington, great program. Uh, Coach Siddle's done an incredible job building their program and really hot ball club right now hot team won five games in a row and do a lot of a lot of really good things on both sides of the ball so it's going to be a great challenge for our guys in a hostile environment Pirates Seahawks tipping off tomorrow night at seven live play-by-play coverage can be heard right here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates 94-3 the game 
with Jeff Charles and Coach Michael Perry on the call. ECU women's basketball improved to 6-3 on the season yesterday after a win over VCU and Menji's Coliseum. Pirate senior guard Danae McNeil led all scores of 17 points in the win. Pirate women's hoops back in action tomorrow as they host Maryland Eastern Shore at 6. ECU women's basketball coach Kim McNeil will be tonight's guest on Inside ECU Athletics Coaches Show live from Logan's Roadhouse, which comes your way immediately following our show at 6 right here on 94.3 The Game. The NCHSAA football championship matchups are set for this weekend in the 1A championship. Coming off a dominant 35-7 win over Rosewood, top-seeded Tarboro out of the east meets fourth-seeded Mount Airy out of the west this Saturday at 3 o'clock in Carter-Finley. And the two-way second-seeded East Duplin out of the east will meet top-seeded Reedsville at 11 a.m. this Saturday in Keenan. And the 3A championship top-seeded Northern Nash battles fourth-seeded East Lincoln at 7 o'clock in Carter-Finley this Saturday. And in the 4A championship, second-seeded Newburn out of the east meets top-seeded Grimsley at 7 this Saturday in Keenan Memorial Stadium. The Carolina Panthers coming off the bye week have had an interesting Monday. They've let go of Baker Mayfield, who is set to clear waivers sometime tonight. And interim head coach Steve Wilkes has officially announced Sam Darnold as the starter for their matchup against the Seahawks this Sunday. That's going to do it for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. This 94 Through the Game Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. More information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. More from the Patrick Johnson on the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout here, right here on 94.3 The Game, Patrick Johnson Show. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 94.3thegame.com. To listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. There's peace on earth tonight. Christmas in Dixie. It's a very playlist, I'll say that. I figured it was relevant, Alabama. You know, a lot of people are going to Alabama for Christmas. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah. You're always next level with this. Okay. I know, yeah. There's levels to this. <laughs> I, I see. This is for the Harvard listeners out there. The Harvard listeners, Okay. It's an educated community, Ben. It's a university community, so it is educated, as you know. Well, Vince McMahon said it was the Harvard of the South. It is. It's the Harvard court. on the yeah. Tar. That's what I used to always tell people. The Harvard of the Tar River. Um, we've got uh, Inside ECU Athletics coming up at the top of the hour with uh, Jeff Charles from Logan's Roadhouse. John Gilbert will be in the Hizzle tonight uh, talking about uh, the bowl in case you missed uh, some of our comments from him a little bit ago. We've got some comments from Coach Houston. Uh, I'm sure the video of that, if it's not already posted on social, will be coming to social media soon enough. So uh, check us out on Twitter and Facebook there for all, all of that information. Uh, and then uh, coming up at 7 tonight on 103.7 WTIB, it is... Panther Talk with, uh, is it Anish Sharoff? Is that the gentleman's name? The I new believe, announcer? Yes, yes, I believe so. I've heard him a couple of times. This Jim, he's, he's all right. 
Jim Zoki, our guy, friend of the show, Zoke. Yeah, Zoke he's later right. in the week. No, I love Zoke. So, congratulations to we got f- four really kind of true Eastern teams. I always like it when the true Eastern teams make the finals in football. And they went out to Charlotte today to hold the press briefing. So if you've ever participated in any of this, they do a press conference. It really works out well because it's a chance for, you know, to, to for the coaches to kind of get honored for winning uh, the regions. And, uh, you know, it's a nice setup usually. They've held it at Chapel Hill. They've held it at NC State. They've held it in uh, hotels. They've held it virtually. I think last year they did it virtually. And, uh, you know, then the media can interact with the coaches. And that really is helpful for the local market to get something on the opponent for later on. You know, because you're going to preview the game. And so that'll help, you know, whether you're a TV station or a radio station or a newspaper, if there's still uh, those things still exist. But, um, I'll tell you what is quite interesting, Ben. They they held it at the Panthers Bank of America Stadium this year, which is a great idea and a great venue, but they held it at 10 this morning, and there are no Charlotte teams participating in any of this. Yeah, so I guess the, so it's not, the true East teams are traveling way out of the way to go out there to Charlotte just to be back in right. Raleigh this weekend. Right. Now, the argument is, well, when a team from the mountains or from Murphy – example, who's made it to the championships a bunch of times in football, they go all the way to Raleigh or Chapel Hill. That's fair. But they still had to go all the way to Charlotte. That's not Charlotte and Murphy aren't close, despite what the TV series OBX might want you to believe. So um, congratulations to Newburn. They got there in the 4A. Congratulations to Northern Nash. They're undefeated and got there in the 3A. East Duplin, they got there in the uh, 2A after knocking off Wallace Rose Hill in a nail-biter. It's a nail-biter, too, for Northern Nash. All the games are pretty close. Tarboro, though, won comfortably in, what do you know, Tarboro back in the uh, finals in 1A. They're playing Mayberry, Mount Airy. So all of that is going on uh, this weekend. Let's hear a little bit here from uh, Mike Swartz, Pirate Basketball uh, tomorrow. Against UNCW, cut two here, Ben, on the vast soundbite uh, roster. He talks about the ECU-UNCW rivalry. I think you can feel it uh, just because they're a really good program, great university. I think we got a great fan base, great program, great university, and the proximity of the schools, and I've heard people talk about it. The other thing is, you know, I have a little history with UNC Wilmington in terms of knowing some of the coaches that I've been fortunate enough to work with, Frank Haith, Rodney Terry, uh, Coach Jerry Wainwright, who to me is just one of the the, the best people and best coaches that there is. You know, all coached there. Coach Wainwright was a head coach there. You know the lineage of coaches they've had there. So I've been to Trask Coliseum. I've seen it. I know the environment that that we're about to step into. But just great respect for their program, and, and they've done really well in basketball. And, um, you know, again, I've been fortunate enough to hear about the rivalry over the years, and especially my time here, I've already heard about it, yes. So he'll experience it tomorrow. Uh, Coach talked about the uh, challenging, is that the word? It'll be a great challenge in a hostile environment. You need a translator to read some of this. Uh, Coach Swartz. Big road trip for us. We know it's going to be a great challenge. UNC Wilmington, great program. 
Coach Siddle's done an incredible job building their program and in a really hot ball club right now. Hot team, won five games in a row and do a lot of, lot of really good things on both sides of the ball. So going to be a great challenge for our guys in a hostile environment. Lost in all of this was the Pirates led by 20 against Campbell on Friday night, then ended up winning by 10. Campbell got it down to a two-possession game, I think. They got it to six, maybe? It got right, dangerously close it get it? towards the end. Yes. You're, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the kind of game we thought it would be. It just saw Campbell just go one-on-one, and it worked. And uh, the Pirates, though, made some free throws down the stretch. Coach, uh, 25 for R.J. Felton. How about that? Uh, Coach Swartz says the defense for the Pirates still not where it needs to be. Well, our defense is nowhere where I'm hoping we can get it to, and 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 you know, obviously, we'd love her to be at its best Tuesday night. And uh, but but that being said, you just give so much respect to their program and their guards and how they take care of the ball. Anytime you can average nine turnovers a game, right in that range, I mean, they, they have great ball security. They take care of the basketball, and they play an aggressive style on offense too. It's not like they're just holding the basketball. So you know, obviously, their players, their coaching staff, they've done a great job with establishing that from our standpoint we have to continue to try and do what we do well and we would like to force turnovers but by the same point we got to make sure that we protect we can't give them easy baskets at, at the rim and they're good at going to get those so it's going to be a great challenge for us but you, you know we'll see what we can learn after the game but we have to be a lot better on defense than we are right now coach Schwartz breaking down the guard play between the two teams you know i like our guard play in terms of that we practice against it every day um, again, I don't think we are where we want to be defensively. We've had moments where we have been and it's been effective, but we practice against that every day. And so I think what they do, at least we will have some familiarity with it because we do practice against it every day in terms of the pressure, the full court defense, or trying to create turnovers. They do a good job creating turnovers. They have really good guard play. So I think there'll be some similarities in terms of the, our styles, both ways, offensively and defensively. Uh, but you got to go do it on a road court in an environment with the with an older team that's won five games in a row and playing really good basketball so uh you know we'll see yeah Seahawks have not played since they won down at Coastal last week so they've had some extra time the last three Pirate opponents have had a little extra time to kind of get ready for ECU Coach Schwartz says uh, it'll be important to keep the emotions in check tomorrow night Emotions will be high both ways, and I know our guys will be excited in terms of just the atmosphere. We know what, what, what it's going to bring in terms of the fan bases, and I know we'll have a, a nice uh, you know, fan base of Pirate Nation that will be there, so that'll be fantastic. But, yeah, I think you just got to keep your uh, nerves calm. You got to stay and, and stay poised because they're going to bring an intensity on defense and offense, and if you get sped up and you get sped up early, obviously it can lead to runs, and especially when you're on the road. And uh, Mike Swartz speaking about the former South Central uh, star guard, Shaikim Phillips, who's had a really good career at UNCW so far. Yeah, I mean, he's a dynamic scorer, dynamic player. He's had success well beyond just this year. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I haven't been here long enough to know the whole lineage of him going to UNC Wilmington. But, you know, I think there's great. I've said this many times, and this includes the Wilmington area. There's great basketball in, in this part of the state, in this whole state, in the eastern part of the state. So when you have a local kid at, at South Central, which is a great program, we know their coaching staff. I mean, he went to Wilmington, and, he, and he's doing really well. And, you, you know, you're proud of him because he's done that. He's a local guy. So in terms of what we're going to face, um, I think the fact that he's local doesn't make it any different. He's a dynamic player that's a, a, a really talented guard, one of the best guards there is in terms of in their conference. And he happens to be we're playing against him tonight.
Uh, all right. And uh, future of this series between the Pirates and Sea Squawks. When we started this series, uh, we're going to play three times, and they're going to come to Greenville the next two years. And the only way that uh, you know that we were able to agree on this is if we went on the road first. Uh, you know, I think they ought to play. I, I've gone on the record of saying that. Now, I don't think it's the worst thing on earth if it's a, you know, majority of time at home kind of thing. And, uh, you know. But, you know, that's that's the deal to me, Benjamin, is um, I think this ought to be played as close to every year as possible. It makes sense. Very representative program. Now, look, I'll say this because uh, it's a fact. Joe Dooley didn't want to go down to Trask and play. And it's not a knock on Joe. He just thought a team for the Americans shouldn't be going into Trask uh, and playing. I, you know, I, I think the quote I – if I recall, was, you know, Cincinnati's not going to play Miami of Ohio. But Miami of Ohio is not a good basketball team the level that Wilmington is. I mean, Wilmington's done it with different coaches. And I just, I think it's a good thing to to play UNCW. So I, it's good that the series in some capacity will be, be played out. And I think it's good to have the next couple of years in Greenville. And if it's a two-for-one every year or every cycle on the contract, I don't think that's a bad thing. Look, I think the Campbell game's a good game. I think there's benefit in playing out. I, I don't know if you go to their building. No, no. But I mean, you, you playing them in Greenville, there's nothing wrong with that. I like the regional matchups. I mean, I'll even throw one up, play a coastal. I do too. A coastal every once in a while wouldn't be bad for EC basketball. Just some regional schools um, that generate a little bit more. Well, and, and by and large, they've done that. I mean, you know, Mercer's yeah, a absolutely. little on the periphery of that. But, I mean, that's a southeastern school. It's a school that's won some games in the NCAA tournament or won a game in the NCAA tournament, most famously against Duke. So, I mean, I think there's some real positives with that, uh, playing that kind of regional. I, I just I think it's what you got to do. All right, uh, Ben, let's grab a break. We'll come back, wrap up the uh, show, get you set for tomorrow's uh, expanded edition, and a lot more after we take this time out on a uh, busy, busy day on the Patrick Johnson Show. She keeps looking at the jewelry. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. South Florida hired Alex Galesh as their new head coach. He was the uh, OC at Tennessee. That A lot of that was in name only because Hypo called the plays there. So did they just do that? They hired a, probably a little more successful offensive coordinator too last time, right? I don't get it. That's a lot of problems down there. So you, that's what? Six teams that'll have a new head coach next year in the American. Sounds like they're waiting for Dion to make a decision, and they're like, "All right, well, this we'll guy, take this I guess. guy, yeah, yeah." And everybody's getting on Coach Prime for what he said to his, the players there at uh, at uh, Colorado. I look, alpha male, dude. It's competitive athletics. 
That's a win-win team he was talking to. Oh, yeah, that too. Challenging him. Not going to be for everybody, I don't think. All right, uh, thanks to uh, Ben for his hard work today. And uh, check out some of the Mike Houston uh, comments and audio on our social media. Inside ECU Athletics is next. John Gilbert and women's basketball coach Kim McNeil. We'll be back tomorrow, a 90-minute edition with the Houston Huddle for you tomorrow. Picture